0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. You are listening to episode number 46 of the TVE Podcast Show, and I have a great, packed packed episode number 46 for you. Um, got a lot of stuff to talk about, uh, some interesting stuff in, in the comedy world, in, in my comedy week. Um, uh, that happened, uh, over, over the course of this week was really, um, pretty intense, cool, insane, different. Um, so I'm going to get to that. Also saw the girl with the dragon tattoo. I'm going to get to that. Also want to talk about this big football weekend with my New York football giants going into Green Bay. Also make predictions on the other games. Uh, if you've been paying attention to my predictions, you know that I've been killing it, um, and my two Super Bowl predictions are still in there. Uh, I predicted the Green Bay Packers to repeat as Super Bowl champions against the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, don't know how that's going to unfold, but they're still uh, alive and well. We'll see We'll see what happens. So uh, a packed out show for you this week. Uh, I'm not having a guest this week because I just have too much shit to talk about. And um, I don't want them interfering with my time, damn it. No, um, I'm gonna have some other people on. I'm gonna have some people on the show um, coming up uh, coming up soon. But uh, I'm just trying to organize it. So in the meantime, I got some cool shit for uh, for you guys. Um, thanks for all your feedback on the on the on the show and 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 everything going on. All the listeners out there, all the downloads. Um, oh, and by the way, I asked a question on my last uh, podcast, 45. Um, I said, "What the hell is?" the piper mean and uh somebody uh Ronald Renwick thank you Ronald for sending me this the backstory to this but basically I guess what happened with um there was like pipers in an old town the, the short version is they would play the flute and it would like let they would make people follow and do what they wanted them to do so uh a town was overrun by rats so they asked the piper to lure the rats, and like down by the water to get rid of them, and then they would pay them. And when he did, they didn't pay him. So what he did was he used the same technique to lure all of their children, and he would not give their children back until they paid him. And I guess that's the backstory of "Paid the Piper." Um, so, uh, or that's what I heard. But nobody else came to me. Uh, so, uh, Ronald, thank you. And, um, hey, I got an answer. You learn something every day. Um, So I do appreciate it. Uh, It's funny because you could, uh, it's amazing now. In 2012, you could just say, like, what anything means and get the backstory to it. Where back in the day, it was just sayings and everybody acted like they knew what the fuck it was, but they didn't. Um, So, uh, let's get right into this week. Um, My Monday was a very, very interesting Monday because I performed at a private gig At a restaurant called Abigail's in New York City. And it's like a kosher Jewish restaurant. Really good food. And I was performing downstairs for a private event of all Hasidic Jews. Or like 85% Hasidic Jews. And then the rest were, I guess... I don't want to be disrespectful, but like I guess like regular Jews. Um, And it was pretty... Pretty interesting because when I got there, you know, they fed us, they gave us like these steaks that were really good, they were like $80 steaks and they gave us sushi and stuff and it was me and comedian uh, Danny LaBelle Um, and, and we were, you know, waiting to go on and perform and it was just about 50 of them in this private room off to the side The microphone system wasn't that good, connected to this like one little speaker, no stage. So you're just standing down there. And all of these people that we were performing in front of were the people that worked in the Diamond District in New York City. So it was all these very, very rich, just, you know, um, you know, Diamond, you know, people, uh, salespeople, um, you know, for this big company. So it was hilarious because... I was supposed to go up and just, like, open up with, like, 15 minutes, and Danny was going to do, you know, a little more time at the end. Danny's Jewish, and he's got some material for this. We ended up kind of doing the same amount of time, but um, it was really interesting, and and for any comedian that has to do a private gig where they're just really... Not even that I wasn't prepared or ready, it was just, it's one of those gigs where, like, you're like, fuck, am I going to, you know, I want to give these people a good show, but, I mean, how many times, never performed in front of Hasidic Jews before, and everything, so I liked the challenge, but I just needed to kind of navigate my way, through this, to figure out, you know, what to do, so I grabbed a microphone, and I'm telling them, um, you know, give yourselves a round of applause for coming out, and everything, and I'm just trying to, you know, and they're, you know, they're just watching me, and they're rich, so like, they kind of had that, like, judging me thing right up front, but at the same time, giving me the respect, um, you know, they, they knew some of the things that I have done in my career where I've performed. So they were like, all right, you know, this guy's funny and we know it. But like, you know, this is a different thing. What's he going to do with us? That's the feeling that I had, by the way, that they were looking at me. So um, I start going into material and I start getting laughs. But as I was doing my material and doing my set, I knew that it was kind of like going through the motions. I knew that they were like, ha, ha, ha. But I wanted to do something special. So what I did was I basically said, fuck it. I'm getting off my, I don't care about my jokes right now. And I just basically told them the story of when I bought a diamond for my wife. And how they're all full of shit with their sales pitches. And I know exactly what they do with their sales pitches. You know, and I was just going up like, yeah, hey, you guys always say, I know you want to spend this amount, but I got this rock that just came in, and it's and I just started making fun of them and calling them full of shit, and then it really started to pop, and like it really started, then I, you know, I started to make it about them. It was funny, there was one guy there with like this George Hamilton tan. And I was like, look, this guy looks like he sold one rock, made his number for the year, and went to Hawaii for a month, and the place starts going nuts. Apparently this guy was like a type of guy like that. I don't know. But um, everything kind of came together, and it turned into this really cool set. And it was a good it was a good opportunity because it's one of those things where, you know, you're not saying, "Hey, you know, this is a type of gig you take the money and run, but it's a type of gig where you don't know how it's going to go, and then you take the money and run. You want it to be good, but, I mean, you're performing in front of um, – you know, I guess a a group of people, uh, a demographic that you're just not, you know, you never did before. So um, I will say this. Danny LaBelle said the same thing. It was one of those shows where if you weren't a professional, I mean, you had to really, really be on your toes and navigate around and go off the, go off the cuff and let go of the handlebars and just do it. And it turned out to be a great time. Um, so thank all the people, you know, thanks to all the people there. Uh, at the Abigail's restaurant, everybody that that uh, you know came out for that night it was a good uh good good evening very different and it made me feel like holy shit man, if I could do that um you know I mean what's next? I don't know what else I could. <laughs> it was it was definitely different um, then on Tuesday night and this is a show that uh, I'm gonna promote here and I don't do that often, but I see something special and I have to do it. Uh, there's a show that uh, Jesse Mae uh, Paluso, comedian, um, very funny, uh, cool, cool uh, comic. She's uh, she's uh, you know a friend of mine in, in comedy, and she runs a room um, on Tuesday nights. Every Tuesday night at uh, eight thirty at this uh, bar downstairs at his bar called One and One. Okay, if you ever go to New York and you're in town on a Tuesday, run to this spot. Uh, If you got nothing to do on a Tuesday, which you probably, if you're in New York City at 830 on a Tuesday, if you're not performing, you probably don't have anything else to do uh, besides go eat and drink and spend money somewhere else. So You might as well go to this room, but it's downstairs in the bar, one-on-one, obviously First Street and First Avenue on the corner, and I go to this place, and she was telling me that uh, they did it on Sundays, and... It wasn't doing that well on Sundays because they were competing with the NFL, you know, which makes sense. So at the start of the year, they're going to want to change it to Tuesdays. Um, So, you know, some got canceled on the Sunday. So I didn't know what to expect. You know, I'm working on new material. I just went down into the city to, you know, wanted to just work shit out and, um, you know, put stuff that's been on my mind, and then I, I put on paper recently to, you know, to, to the, to a show, and get the stage time, so I go there thinking, it might be eight people, there might be ten people, nobody is, um, really gonna, I don't know how this is gonna be, and it's probably, and if it's at a bar, you know, usually bar gigs, you don't know what the fuck, you could be standing on some fucking, you know, coca-cola you know two-liter crate with a shitty microphone and you know it could have just been a nightmare so I was going there with the lowest of expectations so you get to this bar and then I saw people going downstairs I was running a little late because I had a meeting with my managers about something but it didn't matter because the show didn't start I didn't realize the show didn't start till 8 30 anyway I thought it started at 8 so I get there Uh, show had just started when I got there people are going down the stairs and then this metal door opens And then you go down another flight of stairs and it was like this fucking elegant, nice, like couches, circular towards where the performance was going to be. Nice bar to the left. Like all kinds of like these like nice weird lamps, the ambiance. It looked like some kind of like, like, I don't know. You know, uh... Giannis Papas was hosting the show, and he said something like, it looks like we're like a, a movie, like, like we're eyes wide shut, like a room like that. It was just one of these rooms where like we're like a sex party. But it was just awesome for the performance because they like rounded these couches out. There's actually a picture on my Facebook of it. Um, but anyway, so... I go down there, and I, I do this show, and it was just packed, standing room only, just a great time, and I was like, holy shit, this does not feel like a Tuesday night, and uh, I got to stretch out and do some time, so thanks to Jesse May and uh, and that room. It's called The Comedy Punch, um, and, and The Comedy Punch Night, or whatever, is, uh, or I should say The Comedy Punch Show is Tuesdays at 1 and 1 in New York City, check it out, so I did that, My um, so then after that, uh, my cousin was in town, my cousin Melissa from Denver was in town, and I had no idea that the show was going to be like that, so I just told her, listen, I'll meet up with you, you know, at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, because I'm thinking I'm going to this workout room, basically, I think I'm going to this thing, had I known, I would have had her and her friend come to this thing, but I don't want to drag them across town to sit there at some, you know, seven person dragged off the street thing, I didn't know it was going to be phenomenal, so, um, I ended up meeting her and telling her that, and, uh, she was like, oh man, I would have loved to come, and she would have, uh, but that's whatever, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is, so my, my cousin and I, this was awesome, my cousin and I go to this, this bar, which her friend recommended, and it was just packed. So we had to go upstairs, and we sat at this fucking dirty table. It was hilarious. So we have a couple of drinks, and we're reminiscing and stuff. And um, we decide, like, late night, let's like let's just go to another bar real quick and get, like, one more drink and maybe something to eat because we started to get hungry. So we go to this place, Lily's, and the outside of this place, Lily's, and I, I forgot where to, I don't know where it was. Uh, where the hell was it? Um, like 20th and Broadway, 18th and Broadway, something like that. The outside of it looked like Duncan's toy chest from Home Alone 2, and we go there, and um, we're, you know, we're just shooting the shit, and we're, you are talking, and, you know, reminiscing about some stuff, and, um, you know, I was like, what do you want to eat? So the lady comes over, this place had like 35 foot ceilings, it was like still decorated for Christmas, it was packed, it was like 2 in the morning, it was unbelievable, and the lady's like, oh, well, we have some specials, too, on the menu. And she starts listing specials, and then she goes, and we got this um, uh, macaroni, uh, lobster mac and cheese, uh, which is good. And then we got, and, and my cousin and I both at the same time, were like, whoa, 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 did you just say lobster macaroni and cheese? Like, I think my dick jolted up real quick. Um, you know, I, I got I to jolt my dick uh, when she said that. No, I was just like, what did you just say? Did you?" And, and she was like, yeah. She's like, it's really good. It's cooked in a lobster broth and it has chunks of lobster in it. And we both just were like, get that. We're like, is it enough for us to share? Get that shit. <laughs> I was just like, how do you say no to macaroni and melted cheese with chunks of lobster in it? And it's cooked in a lobster broth. I mean, maybe I'm getting too excited about food. But, you know, it was insane. Um, we had it. It was delicious. And uh, it was funny because my cousin has this thing where she leaves a bite. So, like, the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I'm, like, looking at her plate at the end. Because, like, all the all the mac and cheese was done. And uh, she's just got this like chunk, this little like forkful chunk left with like two pieces of lobster on it. And I'm just staring at it. And at one point I just got listen, I can't look at this anymore. Are you kidding me? Like you have to eat this shit. There's no way and she just started laughing and kind of explained to me that like that's what she does. And then I told her that it's actually like a, a respect thing, I think in like old school Italy. I believe it's Italy, it might be France, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think it's it's like Italy, where, one of these fucking places in Europe, you know what, I'm, I don't want to be wrong here, so I'm just going to generalize it to be, uh, uh, you know, Europe, but apparently it's like, respectful to leave one bite, like if you clear your plate, it's disrespectful, which is so stupid, but I guess, so I was just kind of, I spun it off that way, but that's what she does, which I, I thought was uh, funny, but you should have saw the look on my face when this lady brought out this mac and cheese, it was like a, a, like a magazine, it's just the cheese caked over the top of it perfectly in this little ceramic, you know, oval, whatever you want to call it, plate, and uh, yeah, it uh, it was just insane. So we ate, we ate that. We had a great time. Um, it was nice to catch up with my cousin in the city. I uh, wish I would have known that show that I did, you know, was going to be like that. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we had a good time. So that was the beginning of the week for me. That was uh, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday I had uh, the night off. Still thinking about my mac and cheese with lobster. And uh, so... Yesterday, here's where things got a little hairy during the week. Okay, this was this was my week. By the way, I love the weather out here in New York. If you're not here in New York, it is cold, it's dark, it's damp, and, and it, it was rainy. Just how I like it. Um, awesome. Just gray and dreary. And um, it just makes me happy. I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts, but that's the type of weather that I've always liked. So, I... By the way, I want to say uh, rest in peace to Patrick Milligan's mother, um, the head of my management company, the head of Cringe Humor, lost his mother, Um, and uh, so what I did yesterday was um, I wasn't going to be able to go to the services um, at night. I was going to have to go during the day because I had to go out to um, Foxwoods um, in Connecticut, Uh, comics at Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut where I was performing. Uh, last night with Doug Signier, uh, my buddy, and so what I did was I drove out to Amityville, Long Island, and I paid my respects at the service, and I talked to Patrick, and you know I you know I gave him my condolences and everything, and then I had to take off to uh, to Foxwoods, which is a, a good you know two two hour and forty five minute drive from Long Island, you know with no traffic, so show times at eight o'clock. I'm sure you could see where I'm going with this. My GPS tells me I'm going to get to this fucking casino and perform. Now, I've never performed there. I heard great things. They bring top-notch comedians in. They have heard, um, apparently, when when they... When they were looking for somebody, they had heard about me, uh, which I was very, you know, thankful and humbled about, that they wanted to see me, and they heard good things, and and I was on the show, and they were excited to see me. So, this is a first impression, basically, and they've already heard good things. Now, I'm looking at my GPS, and it's telling me I'll be there at 7.08. I'm like, fine, this is the shit. I'll be there. I'll be able to get something to eat. I didn't eat all day, driving out to Long Island, doing all this shit that I had to do. So, i I'm driving. Sure enough, I hit some traffic. All right, that's fine. Navigation goes says uh, 7:21. Fine, 7:21, no big deal. Then 7:36, and I'm like, all right, well, listen, you know, another 15 minutes delayed, that would be nervous, but you know, we'll go. And then, folks, I hit the wall, bumper to bumper traffic, and I see it says delays next five miles. Now, my GPS is going up to like eight o'clock, 8:10, and I'm going, holy shit, the show starts at eight. Now, I'm not going on first, but you know, I'm, I'm if, you know, even if the show's on 15, 20 minutes, I got to be there. So I call up and I go, look, my GPS is saying 810. I'm so sorry. I'm on Route 95. And for you people that aren't comedians that don't know, um, there's nothing worse than knowing a show is going down and you're part of the show and you have to be there and you're running late. In 11 years, it's happened to me maybe two or three times, once because of a blizzard, once because of traffic. And uh, one time in Jersey, which there was like a four-hour traffic jam. So it's all kind of like no matter how many hours you give yourself, it's one of those things. So I'm saying to myself, man, this sucks. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. And um, they're like, yeah, no, no problem. Show will probably start five after anyway. We'll push it five minutes. Go ahead. So it's like "Come, I'm coming up on it. And finally the traffic breaks up, and it says I'll be there at 8.12. This is like right on the cusp of when I got to be there. I'm like, fuck. So I just gun it. Okay, I start flooring, absolutely flooring it. And I'm like, I can't get pulled over, but I got I to gotta get there. So luckily when I get to the Foxwoods entrance – or, like, when it says, like, Foxwoods MGM, I knew enough that it wasn't the MGM that I was going to the Foxwoods, um, not the MGM. So, but now my Garmin says I'm there because the establishment, like, the, the, the buildings are so big and there's so many of them on the strip of this highway that it just thinks I'm there. So it totally doesn't, so I'm like, ah, oh shit, now I got to pick the right road. So anyway, I just kind of get off the next one and I'm getting around and said Foxwoods Boulevard. I'm like, all right, it has to be this. If it's not, I'm fucked. So then I get it down to like eight ten eight eleven. So um, he says you got to go into the Cedar Casino. There's three casinos. You got to go into the Cedar one. So I go there and I see it says Grand Cedar, but what I don't see is there's also another one attached to it. Which of course that's the entrance that I go to. So he says to me, just give it to valet, come up two flights, and then wait when you get there, or come up, go to the elevator. Right when you get to the elevator, you're at the you're at the uh, comedy club. So. Uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my car racing and I pull up and it's like eight ten, And all of a sudden he calls as I pull to the valet and he goes, dude, they're starting to ask for you, man. Where are you? So I'm going, I go, dude, I'm here. There's no valet. He goes, what? I go, dude, can you just run, come down and like take care of my car? And he was just like, no, I got to go on stage too. <laughs> like I totally had that like moment where I was just like, "Do my, co- so make a long story short. Well, it's already long. So fuck it. I. I literally just leave my car. I left my car. I just pulled up. There was no valet, nothing. I just pulled up under, you know, under the thing that they have over there, the big, nice fucking, like, overhead, big pillars or whatever, and I just leave the keys in and just run. He goes, where are you? So I go up two flights, and I go, dude, it's not here. I go into the wrong casino entrance. Finally, he's guiding me. He's like, go up this way, go up that way, and I'm just running, and, and at the end, I hear him go, all right, I see you. Just run this way. So I run in, I'm I'm like a mess, you know, just in the car since 4, in the car all day basically because I was in the car from a little after like 3 o'clock, then get to Long Island or 2.30, then get to Long Island, stay there and then drive to to this place. So I was just, it was insane what was going on and uh I get there and the guy running it, I go, dude, I'm so sorry. You know, he's like, no, it's fine. We just started, you know, the host is on. You got another 10 minutes, no problem. And I'm like, I'm, no, again, I'm sorry. You know, please don't understand that, that that's not what I do. And and then the other people are like, no, dude, Verzi never is like that. And he was like, no, no, trust me. It's okay. You don't have to apologize anymore. Guy was really super cool. And then he's like, no, I heard good things about you. And I was like, I'm going to kill it now. I was like, now I'm really behind the eight ball, huh? Now I got to really kill for you. <laughs> and uh, I was like, and I will. And I didn't know how he would take that because I was joking, half joking. And he knew. And he's like, all right, well, you know. And um, I took my jacket off. And I was, like, using the lint roller because my fucking cats. I had hair on my thing. It was just one of these things. So the owner comes in. He goes, you all right? You all set? I go, I'm good. I just need water. I didn't eat anything. So I just had some fucking candy and some pretzels or whatever in the in the green room. And uh, not going to lie. I went on stage. And uh, they were excited because the place had a lot of people in it for a Thursday night. And um, beautiful stage. Big big it was awesome and um, I killed man I, I went on and I was killing and I just beat the crowd up beat them into submission you know I just started to just really not care what they thought and uh, I did get a little dark and, and I got a little uh, really honest and raw and everything killed and it worked and it was a home run uh, I got promoted up for the next time I'm there they want me to close. And, um, it was just great. The guy was like, thank you so much. That was great. Then I found out through my friend Doug, who gave it to me, that they talked privately and they were really happy with what I did. So, it went from a lot of stress and a lot of fucking just driving and everything to to turn it into something really good. So, uh, I'll be hopefully headlining and uh, if you guys are in that area or uh, anybody in the Boston or New England area, come out when I'm out there because it's a great time. It's a great club. So... That is how my week uh that's how my week has been going, and it's been fun. I've been working on some new material, and the new material is really hitting harder than I ever you know want would expect and uh you know uh, definitely what I wanted it to do <laughs> so um this weekend what sucks is I'm trying to get some guest spots because um you know i was talking to somebody yesterday and and what people don't know about comedy is like getting on stage and being funny is almost like the easy part for us after you've been doing it for a while and you know that you know this is what you do and everything it's the it's the traveling it's the the business aspect it's the politics all the on the phone shit and uh that's what you know you know where we're at right now just trying to get dates and dates but my new uh my new my new what's it called schedule on my site's going to be up tonight uh along with this podcast, and I'm gonna be doing the podcast on Thursdays. Uh, and they'll either be on Thursday nights or Fridays. So that's that's what I'm not gonna do it during the week again, like I said on the last podcast. Um and I'm also not doing a from my fans uh segment on this show because I'm already at twenty five minutes and I got a bunch of other shit to uh to talk about. Uh oh, unacceptable for the week is Uh, during all those shows that I did this week and running around the city or or, or those, I should say, experiences because it was only three shows. But during those experiences, the Gotham Comedy Club had their holiday party. And I got to just say this. If you go to a holiday, unacceptable for the week, going to an industry party, you know, and talking to people you normally don't talk to and just having fake bullshit conversation with them, unacceptable. It really is. It's like, listen, we don't talk when we're not at this stupid party you know the stupid small talk it's like there's no reason to to if we're genuinely friends like talk to the people you know and that you're friends with and I understand networking but I'm just saying like going up and trying to talk to somebody you know I just I just even caught myself like looking around and I'm like oh there's so-and-so maybe I should talk and and, and I'm thinking about it it's like un unac- it's stupid unacceptable stop it stop it you know and uh, Christmas party's a little late their holiday party was a little late January tenth or whatever it was ninth, um, but yeah, I just I just saw the fake conversations and the first thing that came to my mind is this is unacceptable. This is stupid. I remember just looking at my manager. I go, I gotta get my jacket. We gotta get the fuck out of here. This is silly. Let's go eat. <laughs> That's the alternative to everything. This is crazy. Let's go sit down and eat somewhere. Let's go eat some gourmet macaroni and cheese somewhere at two in the morning with lobster in it. Sounds a lot better than this fake party. So so cut the unacceptable bullshit chatter. Out. Uh, that's unacceptable for the week. Um, now, I got to get into some movie st- uh, talk, movie reviews. I finally saw The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And it. I, I thought it was good, but here's the thing, okay? I thought it was good, but I didn't, I didn't think it was, like, great. It, I don't know how to ex- First of all, Rooney Mara... The acting was great. She killed it. Um. She absolutely killed it. And I thought that the way she transformed her looks. And all the work that they did on her looking freaky like that. And her accent. And the way that she just nailed the... Just nailed it, man. I, I really... You know, it was, um... It was great. I thought Daniel Craig was good in it. But I thought Rooney Mara stole the movie. Um... I just don't, it just didn't, it didn't blow me away, it didn't blow me away, I thought it was a good story, a good, you know, murder mystery, you know, I thought it was a little predictable, but it just didn't blow me away, so I would say that the acting was good, the story was good, definitely worth seeing, but not great, my opinion, not great, very good, good to very good, okay, out of five stars, I would give it three and three quarters, just under four stars, I would give it. Um, but the acting took it to a level that was definitely entertaining. Plus, the movie's very long. You're talking about almost a three-hour movie, two hours and 40 minutes or so. And uh, I thought they could have cut out some of the the lead-up. Uh, I thought they could have definitely cut out at least 10, 15 minutes of, you know, cut out the fat in the movie. But, um, you know, some really good... You know, some suspenseful, intense parts. There were a couple of parts that were almost unwatchable. I was, you know, squint. I was just, like, cringing in my chair. Um, Just, I couldn't, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. There were a couple of parts, sexual parts, that were just like, holy shit, is this really going down? So, um, yeah, definitely worth seeing. I wouldn't say a bust at all. And I'm actually going to try to catch this Mark Wahlberg movie, Contraband. But Mark Wahlberg's movies, they're all like the... When I saw The Coming Attraction where the part where he was like, you think the only guy with a gun, huh? Huh? You think he's the only guy with a gun? Like, it's just... It gets to the point where Mark Wahlberg movies are... are, You know what's going to happen. It's like something happens bad. He gets the revenge. He shows up in the end. He's the hero. And you know what? We love the movies. They're still entertaining. But, you know... The only movie that Mark Wahlberg where they threw you for a loop with Mark Wahlberg was in that movie We Own the Night with Joaquin Phoenix when he just kind of became really just like out of it after he got shot in the face that time or whatever Um, and his brother became the cop who went after the bad guys. Still didn't love that movie, but um, other than that, Mark Wahlberg is always the guy, you know, four brothers. He comes at the end, gets the bad guy. You know, uh, the Italian job, he comes back and gets the bad guy. Uh, it's just what he does, you know. Uh, even at the end of Departed, he ended up being the last, you know, the last guy. He kills Matt Damon. He's got the fucking hospital feet on and <laughs> and the gloves. And, you know, he's got that intense look. And then he walks away with his, like, little Boston bebop walk. Um, you think he's the only guy with a gun, huh? So... I'm going to probably end up seeing that. (laughs) Uh, Just because I I like the revenge part. You know, I I do. Uh, So, lady with the uh, dragon tattoo, girl with the dragon tattoo, whatever they call it. uh, I give it the approval. And I think some people will like it more than me. But uh, I hope this girl gets nominated for an Academy Award for the performance. Because as I said before, um, I really thought that this was some insane, disturbed journalist who, like, for a second, I really forgot I was watching an actress, and that is always the people that get, like, anytime I see that on screen, those are always the people that get the nomination, where you just watch somebody, and you think for a second, you're really watching what they do for an occupation, you're really watching how they live, how they are. Um, so, I loved I loved that part of it. Um, okay, guys, now we have to talk We have to talk sports. Um. Jesus, Paul. Fuck, are you serious, dick? Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, wow, I thought I did something really stupid there. And, uh, (laughs) I didn't. Thank God. That would have been bad. Um. Anyway, so yes, let's get into sports. Uh, big, big football, big football weekend um, coming up. It was a big week last week. Um, you know, what can I say? What can I say, man? It was, it's was. it been uh, unbelievable, you know? Uh, Giants defense, you know, front, listen, man, if they're front... It's the same story with the Giants every week, really. If if their front four, if their pass rushers get to the quarterback, um, you know it's really tough. You know Tom Brady, who who is the greatest quarterback to ever live, in my opinion. Um, I've said you know many reasons why I, I think that. Um, but he said no nobody gets after the quarterback like the like the New York Football Giants, and, and that's the truth. The Giants are, the Giants are a pass rush. You know if we get to the quarterback and make them uncomfortable. Um, they're going to win the game, you know, Atlanta Falcons have, uh, you know, Roddy White, Julio Jones and Tony Gonzalez. I think we heard one of their names once or twice and it was for one catch Roddy White had and then a drop, you know, it it was, I mean, the Giants took the, the Giants took the playmakers out of the game. Um, you know, so now we have, now you're looking at, um, now you're looking at the uh, Lions who got knocked out, um... By the Saints, okay. So that that puts the Saints into it against San Francisco this week, and then um, the the Texans beat the Bengals. So it's going to be the Texans and Ravens. Then you got you had the shocker, which where I got I got I got to be honest, I got into some legendary arguments and fights. Um. Uh, uh, me and Bill Burr had it out on the phone after that Tebow game against uh, the Steelers, because I'll be honest, I I you know and 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 me and Bill think here's the thing, here's the thing about Bill Burr and I when it comes to sports. Okay, we talk sports all the time. I maybe go too big on some guys. He definitely goes too little on some guys, and we kind of need to find each way. You know, I sometimes I get excited on pure talent and what the what the what the potential is for a for a for a star or or a a could be star um but i don't factor everything in sometimes right off the bat and a perfect example of that is Vince Young cuz Vince Young all he does if you look at his uh you know his 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 stats as a quarterback his winning percentages he wins i didn't realize he was a head case. and you know Kind of same thing with Randy Moss. Even though Randy Moss was everything that I said he was, you know, the biggest freak of nature as far as talent and stuff, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer and everything. But I thought he could have broken uh, Jerry Rice's records, but I didn't realize that he really just didn't have the mental capacity that, uh, you know, he just didn't have upstairs what Jerry Rice had. So sometimes I guess I jumped the gun because I see the talent that I see. So anyway... Bill Burr and I got had it out cuz I I quite frankly don't think Bill Burr gave Tim Tebow enough credit for the for the game. I understand the Steelers were hurt, but the bottom line is you got one of the best defensive coordinators. You got one of the best defensive coordinators in history, one of the best defenses okay in the NFL. I think it actually is the best defense. I know they were a little banged up, but you know everybody's banged up this time of year. There's no excuses for that. Okay. If you're suiting up this fucking week or last week or whatever, or right in in the playoffs, if you're suiting up to play the game, that shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't be that way. If if Ben Roethlisberger's that hurt and he's on one leg, then don't play. You know, but I don't want to hear that afterwards because then what happens when they win? When they win, it's, oh, he's so great. He did it on one leg. It's bullshit. The bottom line is, you know, they stack the box. And, um, and and he passed, and he made the throws he needed to make, and he won the game. So now they go in to New England. The Giants go into Green Bay. Uh, first game of the week is the Saints at San Fran, and then the night game on Saturday is, is the Broncos and um, the Patriots, and I'll do my picks with these right now. Uh, here's what I'll say. I mean, it's really hard to pick against the Saints, and I'm not going to. I think even though everybody's saying the Saints have never won a road playoff game, which is pretty interesting to s- statistic if you think about it. The New Orleans Saints have never in their history as a French, as an organization, has ev- ever won a road playoff game ever. Not once. Which I, I think is actually pretty interesting. But with this quarterback and this team, um, you know, I just I can't buy the Alex Smith inexperience uh San Francisco's a young team and and I think drew Brees and them are flying high and I think the thing with drew Brees and that offense is even if they're down, they could just come back and put points on the board so uh i'm taking I'm taking the Saints I think the, actually the saints i th- I think the line is three and a half I'm taking the Saints to cover man I think the Saints are gonna beat' them up I think the Saints loved all the talk about how they're not going to go in there and do it and how the defense... The bottom line is Alex Smith is your quarterback in a very, very big spot. National television, under the spotlight, in the playoffs. And I don't think he's got the makeup for it. You know, I I think uh, we would have heard a lot more about Alex Smith in his previous years if, if he did. So I'm picking the Saints in that game to cover the 3.5 points. Uh, next game is a 13.5 point spread that... The New England Patriots are laying on the Tim Tebow. This whole thing about Tebow hating people is is just getting me to the point where I truly am rooting for him. Only in this country, I swear to God, only in America, that, that with with people who live such shitty lives or don't who, who sin or who don't live perfectly, myself included, can can you see a guy and go, "Yeah, fuck him, he's a pussy." Oh, come on. So what? The guy's you know, I don't like them. Yeah, fuck them. You know, building hospitals to help kids in Africa going on missionary things. What a dick. Oh, I'm Listen, I'll say this. It it, it, it like I said before, it's it's the it's the um religion thing. I know that's a little much, you know, but I'm rooting for them and I think that they're going to lose. <laughs> they're going to definitely lose. Um I'll be completely Utterly shocked. Okay. I will be completely and utterly shocked if the Patriots lose this game. Um I don't I don't think that I I don't know if they're gonna cover the thirteen and a half. I could see the Patriots winning by like I mean I could see the Patriots winning by twenty, but I could also see the Patriots winning by ten. Um so I don't know if I would take the the line. So if you're betting it, I mean that one's a coin toss I think. I think the line is pretty close because you never know Denver fights back in the end and gets one of those garbage touchdowns. You don't know. But uh I can't see Denver Broncos winning that football game at all. Um I'd say this, I would take the points actually. I would take Denver with the 13 and a half points, but I think that the Patriots win the game. Uh so that's my prediction on that one. Um next two games you got Sunday, the Ravens and Texans uh, in Baltimore. Uh, I, I again, you know, I'm a big quarterback guy. Um, this guy Yates, I know he's doing okay, but Flacco's uh, been chomping at the bit here because of his uh, skeptics, and I think that defense smells that they're getting close to a Super Bowl, and um, I just think that they're going to win the game. Uh, I, I don't know what the line was exactly, um, but I think that they'll cover. If it's not over uh, nine, I think that they'll cover it because I think that they'll win by by like uh, uh, eight or more. So I'm going to take the Ravens in, in that game. Uh, like I said, Ray Rice, you got the running game. You got a, a better quarterback. I'm not saying I'm sold on Flacco, but you got a better quarterback. Uh, you got a, you know, Ray Rice is a weapon, and you got a, a better defense and you got more experience, uh, so right there, I'll take the Ravens, um, and then, my guys, the New York Football Giants, the G-Men, who I'm proud of, who I'm proud to be a fan of, and um, you could go back, and, and I've documented this so far down the line, so you know I'm not talking shit. I've been an unbelievable av- – I've been such a supporter of Tom Coughlin and Eli Manning, and this is finally the year that everybody is starting to see that. Um, you know, Eli just – so I heard something really cool. Uh, I heard somebody – I actually, heard, I think I heard Mike Francesa say that Archie Manning, when when Eli first came here, he was talking, and he said that Peyton Manning – Really takes the criticism to heart a lot more than uh, Eli. And that, like, Eli would be great for New York because he lets shit roll off his back and, like, he's way more competitive than people think. They said that whole Huck Finn look that he has underneath all that, he's actually this really mentally tough and competitive dude. And um, I tell you, man, the silent assassin, uh, really, really, really solid quarterback. I put him in the top six or seven in football. And this year, he was number uh, five. For sure, four or five for sure this year, but overall, I put him at like seven Um, as far as guys in the league. I think he's only getting better. Um, Thrilled about what they're doing. Here's the thing, folks okay, I'm a realist and I got to be honest. Um, Before the season started, uh, right after the lockout was lifted and everything, um, I did a podcast with Bill Burr um, and we made our uh, Super Bowl predictions. Um, Bill Bird did um, Jets and Eagles. I gotta give him shit for that too. I, I haven't been giving him enough shit because uh, <laughs> how's that working out? Uh no, I'm just actually being uh, bitter because he beat me. He beat me in our picks thing this year, and he took the Jimmy the Greek title two years in a row, and I owe him another hundred and twenty-five dollars from that. So, uh, but I picked the my Super Bowl picks before it all started was the Green Bay Packers repeating as Super Bowl champions against the New England Patriots and um, as much as I want to be wrong I I don't know I really don't like how everybody's calling this team the 07 Giants I really don't like how everybody's saying they're hot they're going to go in there Don't forget you're talking about a team that's 15 and 1 the best team in football they're rested Um, I understand the offensive coordinator's son passed away and that could be distracting, but you know what? That could also be motivating and lift them up. Plus Aaron Rodgers calls the plays anyway. Um, so, and I'm sure that they've been in contact or I'm sure that they're, they know what they were doing, uh, before that tragedy or had a good idea of it. So, um, listen, do I think the Giants could win the game? Yes. I give the Giants a 45% chance to win maybe 40. Um, Hey buddy. Um, five minutes. Um, you know, so I don't know. My son just ran in the room, uh, with my wife. Um, he just goes, uh, like totally not caring that I'm sitting here in front of a microphone because he doesn't even know. Um, so I think that, you know, if, if the Giants were to win this game, I think you'll know really early in the game because I think if we're getting to him. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul is an absolute freak of nature, just throwing people away. Uh, o- O.C. are back. I like Eli. I like our coach. Um, Experience-wise, I'll say it's pretty similar. You know, we went on a Super Bowl run. Eli's been there. Aaron Rodgers has been there. Both were Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, we have a slightly better defense. Uh, they have a, a better offense. And uh, they have the home field advantage and 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 the crowd. Uh, I think it could be a great game, but i, I got to be honest here. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat us up, um, only because the 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 way our secondary is fickle. And our secondary, you never know. Sometimes they, they play, and, and other times they don't. So I hope I'm wrong. I'm going to be rooting harder than you can imagine for the Giants. I don't care if my stupid Super Bowl prediction is right. Uh, I want the Giants' defense to come out. But gun to my head, uh, I think the Packers win the game. I, I can't, I can't bet this with my heart. Um, I just hope that the Giants come out like like a bunch of crazy animals on defense and just disrupt Aaron Rodgers all all, all night long. That's the that's the way to do it. Um, if you give him two, if you give him three or four seconds in the pocket, it's it's over. He'll pick our defense apart. Um, he's got great receivers too, so uh, I think they win. Um, I think they win. I don't know if they cover, but I think they win. Uh god, I hope I'm wrong. So so those are my picks and um you know, like I said I want nothing more than to come on here and just go nuts. But see then again, if the Giants win this going into the Saints. But you know what? You got to take it one one week at a time cuz who knows 207 uh, every, you know, from the Dallas to Green Bay and then the undefeated Patriots nobody thought. So who knows? Um But uh, those are my picks. So I hope everybody enjoys football. I know Tebow Mania is going nuts. Um, I'd love to see them pull it off. I I don't think it's going to happen. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to bet against it. (laughs) Or actually, I might not not with the points being so high. But um, that's it. My New York Knicks won four in a row and then lost last night to Memphis. And uh, I got a text message. And uh, Bill Burr texted me and he goes, sorry to see Melo go down. And I was at a comedy club and I'm going, no, I thought that meant for like the year. And this is how nuts I am with the Knicks. When he said, sorry to hear Mello go down, I just, this whole, like, this emptiness, like, oh my God, another Knicks, def-. like, I don't care if we don't win it all, but is like if he's there and we can just watch him play and like go into the playoffs, like that would be okay. But thinking that it was just going to be a disaster from now, I just, I felt like a Met fan, (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just being a dick, Uh, but I was glad to see that the the x-rays were negative, so my Knicks are kind of rolling, not yet, but I still think it's going to take some time to gel, but, you know, above 500, so I'll take it. So those are my football picks, that's what's going on with sports. Uh, Plugs for the week, you could check me out, I will be performing, and uh, like I said, man, I'm, I'm Come out and see me if you haven't seen me in a while, man. Some of the new stuff is more honest and dark, and just uh, you know, really, really, uh, you know, hitting home. And, and I'm getting reactions from crowds I never got before, and it's 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 amazing. So I'm I'm really excited about the new stuff. So come out and check it out. Uh, if you're if you're in New York City, I'll actually be hosting the show in New York City on uh, January 18th at Stand Up New York. Um, so you could check that out, um, on their website. Uh, I will be doing some spots, uh, in Dangerfields. Then I have a weekend in, uh, uh, State College, Pennsylvania at, uh, I believe it's Wisecrackers in Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't know. All the new dates are going to be up, uh, all the new dates going to be up on, uh, um, the new shows page, uh, or my calendar page, and, uh, that's it, So. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Next week, um, I will be doing a segment from from my fans. So definitely send me stuff uh, you want me to talk about. I'll give advice. I'll talk shit. I'll give you good advice, bad advice. I'll even ramble about something I don't know about and act like I know about it, uh, if you want. Uh, So get at me. And uh, this has been episode 46. Um, Stay safe. Stay happy. All that good shit. And I will talk to you soon.